Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, hey, everybody. Good rainy Monday to you. Greg Matzik in for John Mercure. You heard Stephen Watson. He's in on sports today. Sandy Max is in for Sandy Max. Hello. Who else would want to be me? This is wonderful. <laughs> wonderful to be sitting here again. Yes, Dr. Ken Harris is oh, raising Dr. his hand. Dr. Ken Harris wants to be sitting He has arrived I early for his, uh, his scheduled hit. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Some disturbing actions from across the weekend. We'll talk to Dr. Ken about that. Adam Roberts producing the show. Debbie's got a look at the roads and some stories we're following today. This is the three. At three on Wisconsin's afternoon news. Little national, little local. Sandy, where do we begin today? A Wisconsin judge saying today that he will order that the state elections commission reconsiders a complaint filed against fake Republican electors related to the 2020 presidential election. Yeah, there's all sorts of different angles and a number of states really kind of involved in this. And Wisconsin being one of them, Georgia is another prominent where uh, eight alleged fake electors agreed to immunity deals prior to the weekend. Two did not, which I thought was interesting. I'm not sure what that means for the DA and their opportunities to perhaps prosecute. Uh, And then what does this mean for Donald Trump's role? There's no real clear path to, yes, Donald Trump, former president, did this to organize this entire deal. Uh, Criminal indictments could come out sometime this summer. This is really just scratching the surface right now. And there are many more chapters to this story. Yeah. And this was already a unanimous decision back in March. But the caveat was one of the people that was part of the decision was also one of the people accused of being one of the fake electors. So that's why this decision has come down like, let's get that person out of this and revisit this. Yeah, and Wisconsin, not the only state, as I mentioned, yeah. a handful of states here uh, where allegedly the uh, these battleground states tried to overturn the 2020 election. A developing story you know we will keep an eye on for you. What else do we have? An experiment at American Family Field has come to an end after a month. Yeah, so about a month, about a month ago, we reported on the story that the Milwaukee Brewers were going to extend their alcohol sales into the eighth inning. Games are starting to go so fast that Mm -hmm. the Brewers decided to run a little test market. And after a month, the test yielded, well, not many people are buying beer after that seventh inning. So give me all the peanuts and Cracker Jacks you want. (laughs) Just hold up on the beer sales. It's going to go back to original scheduled programming with regard to alcohol sales so get it before the end of the seventh and supposedly also because the games are going so fast it wasn't really that much of a benefit it was 15 extra minutes for somebody to jump out of their seat and go get an extra beer so. yeah the brewers tell our friend adam mccalvey of brewers.com that uh they were really experiencing just a slight uptick in terms of sales so they decided to go back to the original plan and honestly that's better for a lot of other people who have the the bigger concern of safety of do you really need another beer in your hand in the eighth inning when you're getting ready to pack up, get in your car, and go home? Well, and games are so much faster that all of a sudden that eighth and ninth inning goes by in the snap of a finger, and maybe you haven't finished that beer. So it gives you a chance to finish that beer perhaps during the actual game. (laughs) And actually be wrapped at attention watching these games now because they go so fast. And some music news. Oh, I am excited. A great concert announcement. One of the Fab Four announcing plans to come to the Miller High Life Theater this year. Yeah, I love this. At, uh, let's see, two, uh, 3 o'clock this afternoon, Jeff and Fox Point hit the text line and said, Sandy, Ringo's <laughs> All-Star Band is coming to Milwaukee in case you are unaware. Let me assure you, Jeff, Sandy was well aware of the announcement. I got the Beatles uh, beat covered here, but I love it. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, if you have not seen Ringo Starr, you never know what's your last chance to see a legend. And he has a great show, and it's his All-Star Band. So, uh... 
You got Steve Lukather of Toto, Colin Hay of Men at Work, Edgar Winter. Just a great lineup, and they're fun shows. And I got to tell you, for a man who's over 80, yeah. I think he does a lot of yoga. He's very flexible. Like He puts on a great show and still gets behind the drum set, and, and it's a happy vibe, literally. His kind of slogan is peace and love. It's going to be good stuff. The love date that. of that show. September 30th, it'll be in Milwaukee at the High Life Theater, the Miller High Life Theater, Ringo and his all-star band. That's cool stuff. Something to look forward to. Absolutely. It's 3.15 on WTMJ. Dr. Ken Harris from 101.7 The Truth is in the studio. We'll recap a disturbing weekend, not only in Milwaukee, but statewide. Another officer fallen. We'll talk about what it means and how we move forward. Dr. Ken joins us after this. The video surfacing over the weekend, shedding light on events that transpired in Milwaukee on Friday night, separate police involved shooting, large crowds gathering uh, near South Cesar Chavez Drive late on Cinco de Mayo. Celebratory, and I'm using air quotes here, shots fired into the air. Hectic scenes with fighting in the streets and a whole host of Milwaukee law enforcement officials on hand. Dr. Ken Harris joins us in the studio. Dr. Ken, we know you're on at 4 o'clock preparing for a very busy show on a 101.7 The Truth. Uh Video always adds another element to what is reported, right? We can read a story, right? But when we right. see the video, it just it just it just adds a new layer of understanding. Shots being fired. There's no body cam footage yet. At least it's not yet been released. Right. They've got 15 days to release it. So people in the streets, mass crowds, mm-hmm. shots being fired, fighting. How do you take control of a situation that is already somewhat out of control? You have to go after the people who are. The ringleaders, the people that are causing the issue. Definitely, if you walk out, which I've seen over 30 years of walking out and standing in the middle of the street and cranking off rounds with a gun. So when the police tell you to drop the gun and you don't, what are the odds of someone else possibly being shot or killed or injured? And when you don't respond, the police are authorized to use deadly force. In your, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, I was just saying, in your experience as a Milwaukee police lieutenant for such a long time, and you've seen this, so now here we have Cinco de Mayo. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a gray, rainy day today, but we're going to get warmer weather. Right. And statistically, when the warmer weather happens, we seem to see more shootings. That is correct. That is correct. You, you tend to see more crime. You tend to see certain types of crime when it gets warm. And what does that do to? Well, when you're when you're down a couple of hundred cops, it really does nothing because there's not a lot you can do that um, consent decree uh, the public in and of itself chilling the actions of an officer because now they're they're afraid they're going to end up on national news for actually doing something that's within the color of the law within the rules procedures and laws but yet if the public decides you did something wrong you might lose your job or possibly go to jail According to Police Chief Jeffrey Norman, he said on Saturday that one man suffered non-life-threatening injuries while the other suffered serious injuries but had been stabilized very early Saturday. So no deaths in the the melees, if you will. Uh, Republican State Representative Bob Donovan said a series of tweets over the weekend as well. Uh, He called this an all-city assist, which to me means everybody, right? I mean, if you were in an earshot, you were being called to help control the situation in milwaukee from what you know the situation was it an all city assist we would have to ask communications whether or not they called uh, an assist 
what happens with an all city assist is is many people outside of it don't understand what it is. Many times if an officer feels his life is in danger, they're literally losing control. And if they don't get help, they'll die. They'll call what's called assistant officer. And that means if you're not working and if they're if you don't have a if you don't have a body in the back of your car in handcuffs, you go from all over the city. If you're on 124th and County Line Road and I'm on 20th and College, you come. And you get there until they tell you not to come. Um, I didn't hear of that. I didn't hear of anything being called. Uh, it may have been called and then quickly canceled because of things that were going on. But for the most part, um, officers are able to handle those types of things. Uh, they're able to isolate it. That's why, actually, there was only two people shot. Because an officer has the control, the discipline. They did what they were supposed to do, took the person into custody. Uh, the Milwaukee Homicide Unit is doing the first shooting, and an outside agency is doing the second one because he's in critical condition. With these shootings happening around 11 o'clock mm-hmm. on Friday night, mm-hmm. do you predict if the violence continues, whether it's celebratory or just people with having gunplay, mm-hmm. that there might be, what what kind of tools are there? Will there be the possibility of curfews if this continues to happen? What level of violence would there need to be to have certain steps like that put in place? I think there would have to be significantly more violence for those steps to come into play. Uh, but you still have the use of the National Guard. You still have the use of neighboring law enforcement agencies, other districts. Um, I think what happened was an isolated event. Um, it got out of hand. Uh, but we know that we live in a society now where younger people decide that they want to do whatever they want to do. They're just going to do it, irregardless of the law, of city ordinances, or what they believe is right or wrong. Well, and we've seen instances of this in, yeah. in Chicago, right? Breathing right. into mm-hmm. downtown Chicago, sure. just in the Lincoln Park area, just sure. areas where you wouldn't expect to see it. I've seen this stuff at Bradford Beach, where yeah. it just gets overcrowded. Yeah. It's like, what is happening here? Yeah. But it's always right. gotten crowded at Bradford Beach. But that was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Now, no one wants to go to Bradford Beach because now something might happen. Like, I've, I've never in my entire time living here in, in, in Milwaukee for 30 years, I've never heard something like that happening during Cinco de Mayo, mm-hmm. ever. And so there's a, there's a change in society. There's a change in the way young people think today. And if it's not addressed, worse things are going to happen. See, and, and I don't see the word celebratory like if it's gunfire it's gunfire to me it, right <laughs> there's no right. celebratory gunfire uh, exactly right well, so that that word is being used in reports somewhere. granted they, they may not have been shooting at somebody but there's still right. you right. know consequences for where that bullet yeah. lands and dr yeah. ken that's what i was going to ask you but i was too shy because i thought you were going <laughs> to laugh at me You're like wait but oh, it's a ridiculous t- phrase no, honestly the first time i ever went to texas was 1993 my boyfriend at the time said now you be careful because right. they just shoot guns right. up in the you know they shoot their guns up in the air right. and like so and i was like was it going to rain down you know yeah. and so but that really an errant bullet like that really is right. a danger yes it is and so we have to be cognizant of that we have to recognize that there are just some things we're going to have to do eventually what's going to happen is we're going to have the police and something's going to happen unfortunately to a certain person and that's going to shed light on what's going on and they're going to come in and end it they're going to stop the the kowtowing to people who believe the police are an occupying force and kowtowing to a, a, a district attorney that doesn't lock people up and sends them back to neighborhoods to terrorize people. Eventually, that's going to change. Unfortunately, it's going to take a hammer to do it. The world can be a messy place. Yep. And we at Wisconsin's Afternoon News think it could do with a little more 
Nice. 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 Oh, that's nice. Say something nice to me. This is something nice on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Always good to have a little nice, especially after something a little heavy, which we discussed with Dr. Ken. And who's nicer than Sandy Mack? I know of no one. <laughs> that's awfully sweet of you. You always bring it. I try to look for some silver linings or a teachable moment when it comes to the tough stuff. Uh, but this is actually something I heard this morning on Wisconsin's Morning News with Vince Vetrano and Eric Bilstad talking about a sharp-dressed Good Samaritan. And this completely warmed my heart. It happened in California last Monday. A Good Samaritan saved a baby in a stroller from rolling into busy traffic. And he just happened to be at the right place at the right time, right outside of a car wash. And what happened was uh, the baby's great aunt rifling around in the car, getting ready to go into the car wash, and the stroller starts rolling backwards towards the street. And she notices, oh, no, there's video, of course, and starts to run, stumbles, falls down. And then she can't get up. Right. Like, like it's, I couldn't believe how long she stayed on the ground. Mm-hmm. So you've seen this. So I you have know. seen the video. So, so you know why this is something nice. This is amazing. So the stroller just seconds away from, because she tries to scramble and get up again, doesn't work. You know, this is almost like a silent movie. You're like, no, 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 here comes the train on the tracks. It's like, so the suspense is here. Well, a man suddenly dashes over, grabs the handle just in time. Man in a suit. He's a quick-thinking hero named Ronald Nessman. And he recalls, I started hearing the lady screaming after she'd fallen down. And I see a baby stroller being blown by the wind. And before I knew it, I took off after it. The wind was just blowing so fast, blowing it right into traffic. And he's like, you don't have time to think. You just think you got to go get it. So here he is in his suit. He had just finished an interview, a job interview for a dishwashing position at Applebee's. When he went with his sister to the car wash that day, he's like, okay, I'll just go to the car wash. But he really was in the right place at the right time. And bless his heart, he has been living with his sister the past several months. Truck driver fell on hard times, was homeless for about eight years, due in part from suffering from depression after the sudden death of his longtime girlfriend. So truly leaning on family. And the video ends with Ron pushing the stroller back up into the parking lot as another person is helping the woman who fell down. And when he reaches the woman, he gives her a great big hug. The baby is fine. And Nesman just says, hey, I was happy to help out. Trying to do the right thing. Not only is this something nice, baby's safe, great aunt is okay. Just a little embarrassed now that the whole world is watching her fall down. But she's falling down for the right reason. According to KTLA, they were there interviewing him at home. He got the phone call. He got the job. So he will be dishwashing at Applebee's, and he's excited about it because he can take a bus there. And his next goal, he's going to save up enough money to buy a used car so he can take on more work in more locations, getting back on his feet. It's an incredible video, and the stroller is rolling toward a a, a street that looks to me kind of like a Blue Mound Road. Sure, like a like Highway it, 100. Busy, yeah, right? This is not just you know kind of a residential, mm-hmm. kind of quiet area. Not that there would be that better, but these cars moving at 45 miles mm-hmm. an hour or more. Uh, so, yes, a remarkable heads up, and you don't think, just do. Yeah. Kind of thing. You like to think like you would do that. It, you know, what would your reaction be? So to know that there's good, there are good people in the world. There is still that, that humane instinct. Cause here's a guy who he didn't have to do that. He's in his own head and like, uh, I don't really want to be at the car wash. I'm just trying to, just trying to get a job. You know, it's like, right, Oh, right. Ta-da! So, so it's, it's a remarkable video. If you've not seen it, I did see that prior to the weekend. So 
Good on the man. Glad he got a job. Yeah. And get back on his feet as well. Terrible and senseless tragedy over the weekend in Allen, Texas. ABC's Alex Stone will join us coming up next with the latest. It's 344. Another senseless tragedy from over the weekend. 33-year-old Mauricio Garcia fatally shot by police at the Allen Premium Outlet Mall's complex on Saturday in Texas after killing at least eight people, seven more wounded, hospitalized, being treated for injuries. ABC's Alex Stone joins us with the latest. And Alex, I guess we start first with Garcia. What do we know about this 33-year-old gunman? You know, not a, a ton is known right now. We know that, that he was discharged from the Army for mental health reasons years ago, maybe in uh, while in basic training that that, that surfaced, uh, and then they uh, separated uh, from him. We know that police are looking at social media postings right now that do include racially and ethnically motivated violent extremist rhetoric. Uh, he had a patch on that, that is often associated with the extremist groups, wearing a ballistic vest, numerous magazines, additional handguns. Uh, but police, at this point, are looking into his background, trying to figure out uh, everything that we talk about on every one of these, Greg and Sandy, the, the, the why, the, the how, all of it, and police saying... We believe he acted alone, and we don't believe that there's another threat at this time. So they don't think there was a period on Saturday when they thought that there was a, another shooter potentially out there. That is fairly common in mass shootings that people see off-duty police responding in with weapons and see other people, uh, and that the, quite often there is not more than, than one. Um, but they do believe that, that this was uh, only one shooter. But, again, uh, they're trying to put it all together, assuming the guns were bought legally in Texas, trying to track those down. How did he get them? He had uh, an AR-style rifle and handguns on him. Uh, a lot of that not yet known. And I have to imagine it was just such a chaotic experience for so many people there. But I, I am hearing that there are stories of Good Samaritans. We were just talking about a Good Samaritan who saved the stroller from going into traffic but i understand there are more good samaritans in this situation who went in to help victims how did they know when they could go in and what were they doing there are so many who ran in and a lot i guess being texas makes sense but a lot with military experience and they use that or taken uh, stop the bleed classes that a lot of communities now offer to teach you in the situation of an active shooter what to do and Joshua Barnwell, a military vet, he was on scene. I approached the woman who was conscious. She said, please work on my daughter. This woman had massive trauma. Five to six gunshot wounds. I went to her daughter. I immediately started chest compressions. I knew she was gone. We know today that among the dead uh, killed by the gunman, two sisters in the second and fourth grades, the youngest victim, five years old, and this man ran into hell. There was a four-year-old kid that managed to crawl out from under his somebody that was shot there, and I managed to scoop him up, and he was not injured that I know of. I put him in a safe place. The first police car that came up from Allen PD, who are absolute heroes, I put him in that police car and said, take him to the hospital. And witnesses say that they had to cut the shopping bags off of people to get to their injuries, mm. that... Uh, you know, they were walking along outside of the mall, had just gone shopping at the massive complex, and uh, they had everything that you would have if you were out of the mall and, and shopping that day. You know, Alex, you mentioned it, but the shooter had a ballistic vest. He had numerous magazines. He had additional handguns. I mean, he went there expecting a fight beyond his horrible and horrific, senseless duties of shooting and killing. 
innocent victims, he was expecting to be shot at. He was expecting to get into a firefight. It would seem that way, or, you know, is it more of kind of uh, dresses the the Rambo type to to go into it? Uh, It was just by luck that there was another call that a Allen PD officer was on uh, at the mall, heard the gunfire, and went running toward it, took out the, the shooter in that moment. Had that officer not just happened to have been there on another call, this would have gone on much longer. And within the moments that it did go on, all these people were killed and many more who were badly injured. And this was only one little area that he was able to get out of his car and get to before he was engaged. So had that officer not been there, it, it, I mean, it's cliche to say it could have been a lot worse, but but it could have been. ABC's Alex Stone. Thank you so much, Alex. We'll talk again soon. You got it. Thanks, guys. Another senseless tragedy from over the weekend, Sandy. This was in St. Croix County, and for the fourth time this year, a Wisconsin law enforcement officer was killed in the line of duty just doing her job, right? 29-year-old officer Katie Lysing responding to the scene of a drunk driver in a ditch near Highway 128 and County Road G. The guy rejected a field sobriety test. He fired at Lysing, killing her ultimately. She tried to fire back. Her shots missed. 34-year-old Jeremiah Johnson fled, and he ultimately killed himself. Mm-hmm. But just doing your job, right? Car in a ditch. Let's go help well, someone you- who may have spun out of control. Let's assess the situation. And next thing you know, you're fighting for your life. And this is that line underneath that you see on many police cars, to protect and serve. And here she was truly trying to serve, help someone. Oh, you've spun out into a ditch. Let me help you. This isn't one of those situations where, oh, I'm pulling you over because you have a warrant, and I already know that you're going to be, you know... There are just all these different situations. None of them, as we all know, are not traditional, but she really is going to help. And there are, we keep talking about Good Samaritans. There are other Good Samaritans trying to help this this person get their pickup truck out of the ditch. And just a hideous, hideous, fatal mistake that costs two lives. Just awful. Just anguishing. And now this is the fourth officer since the beginning of the year. In our state alone. Yeah. Officer Jerving here in the Milwaukee area had another one up in uh, Barron County, I believe it was, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Another couple in Barron County. Uh, Minnesota's had their fair share. This yeah. not too far from Minnesota. So uh, senseless tragedies continue to dominate, unfortunately. Another officer in Wisconsin killed in the line of duty.